0: Hey, what's good, everybody? Welcome to the I Believe Podcast with the Believe Indeed And uh, I Believe Podcast is a bi-weekly podcast that delivers amazing breakthroughs, comparing stories from great thought thinkers to awaken the listeners to their best selves. And uh, the podcast is dedicated to deliver engaging conversations to steer your faith, to share hope, and to inspire you to infinite possibilities. And here are my personal selection of interviews with thought leaders, spiritual luminaries, as well as health and wellness experts all designed to inspire to light you up and to model a believing culture and to inspire the listeners to believe better themselves so each week enjoy my nourishing conversations on this podcast so subscribe to the i believe podcast on apple podcast read the episodes and leave a review god bless you Miriam Chimba graduated from the University of Zambia class of 2015 with a bachelor's degree in library and information studies with public administration. She's an information and communication expert and in 2019, she graduated from Rema Bible Training Center Zambia. Of the many achievements she has recorded, she postulates that her greatest and biggest achievement is being a follower of Jesus Christ. She aspires to take the gospel of Jesus Christ to the least rich people groups, to become an unshakable voice of God in our generation, and beyond, speaking to and for those that are hopeless and marginalized through every means possible. Hey, Miriam, you're welcome to the I Believe podcast.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Excited to be here.
0: Beautiful. Mm -hmm. And you hinted at me that you're actually working on a musical project.
1: is there something you want to
0: talk about? And you know, I didn't even have an idea that you can sing or
1: something. Oh, well, yeah. um a lot of people don't know that I can actually I can actually write. I write. I've been writing for for over 12 years now. Wow. Wow. Um uh, and uh, I just started to work on some of those projects, so I can't say much about it, but I I have been talking to a producer and we've been working on uh, a lot of uh, projects we should be putting something out
0: great, great. this year looking forward I know yeah I know you you bought a lot of stuff you know mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. you you were you were an embodiment of limitless ability <laughs> I would say you know okay. but uh, I want I want you to walk us through your your soul searching journey mm-hmm. you know where you sort of reach the place where you eventually define the course of action that you want to take of course knowing that your embodiment of creativity, you know, uh, diverse abilities and whatnot. So would you want, walk us through your soul searching journey?
1: Okay. That's a lot of compliments. Thank you. <laughs> well, um, to be honest, I, I kind of always had an idea that, uh, I'm a comms person who I'm passionate about, about the arts, about music, obviously a bit, a bit of artistry portrayed, uh, growing up. So, uh, going into, um, uh, University and a little bit of the beginning of my professional life, I was absolutely wild mm. that I had entered into into radio business. That was my first introduction to to comms, oh, yeah. yes, and I was excited about that. And at the time, the most happening station yeah. uh, in 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 Zambia, arguably, was QFM Zambia, and it had a yeah. lot of amazing presenters. Mm. And when I started out my career in in the radio business, I thought, oh my god it would just be such a dream to work there. And I remember trying out probably like three times and, and I was in, and it was until like my third or fourth time when I finally got in, but I was very, very psyched to have to, to work there. And that was a little bit of um, when my source searching journey journey began regarding my life, my purpose and God and communications and all of that. It started when I was a QFM. I could really, really uh, point it down to one specific night. Uh, For Mm. me, it was the biggest thing I could have achieved at that moment. And it taught me something Mm. that if I had envisioned this thing and then it came to pass, then everything else that's already in my spirit probably has a higher likelihood of coming to pass than not coming to pass. So... I sat there for a moment and thought about the danger of arriving at dream chasing mm-hmm. without ever having found out who I was and why I was pursuing what I was pursuing. So it came down to one night, I was on a night shift and um, I was playing a couple of songs and I sat there in the studio on my own and I started to think about what my future looked like. I imagined what the, the a day would be like in my dream life. And, and I thought about where this comes uh, um, journey would take me. And I thought, okay, fine, my dream life would be, I wake up one day, I work for the BBC, and I grab my coffee, you know, <laughs> yes. that morning, and I go to work, and I work on a couple of scripts, and I finally do my nightly show, and it's, and it's 21 hours, and the lights go out in the studio, I grab my coat, and I go back to my, to my house or my apartment. And there was just one big question I asked myself, am I happy? Wow. And do I feel like I fulfilled the purpose for which God put me on this earth in that day? Because somehow I knew that that kind of success, if I just worked a little bit harder and pursued it, it's going to come to pass. It's possible. But that stopped being the big question. The big question for me became, am I happy in that day?
0: yeah Yeah. okay so the soul searching journey Mm -hmm. was it progressive or it was just like what what moment really inspired that very moment of searching? Mm -hmm. I I, you get what I'm trying to say Mm -hmm. like was it does it have a progressive background where Mm -hmm. you were looking at all the time you were at QFM and whatnot Mm -hmm. and eventually it landed you at the point where like there's got to be some soul searching Mm-hmm. Or it was just like an album moment, like, bam. So no, no, it that.
1: was not abrupt. Yeah. It was not abrupt. What led to that moment was this constant feeling of, of a lack of purpose and of knowing who I am. I had the passion part figured out, but I didn't really know my purpose. I knew that. Communications has a huge role to play so in So there's, there's an to be. aspect
0: of purpose and passion. Yes, and you found your your passion, but you, you did not yet find your purpose.
1: Exactly, there was it's a disconnect between what I'm passionate about and what my purpose was. Awesome. And now looking back, I see that contradiction in 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 a lot of people's lives too. So I probably wasn't known one going through that, but at that moment, it was it was aching me. I knew my passion was comms. And yet I didn't know what I was supposed to do with my passion. Mm. And that's what led to the big question that day to say, what's the biggest thing I could ever achieve in comms? I work with the biggest networks in the world. Yeah. I'm I'm happy. Yes. And does that would that day answer my purpose questions mm. and why I'm here? Will I still know what I'm supposed to do with this media thing that God has given me? And to be honest, at that point, I didn't. I didn't know who I was. Mm. And I knew that I had to make some board decisions to start source searching, or I would end up working another five, 10 years in the media, 20, who knows? Some people retire in any kind of profession. It's very possible that if you leave your deep thoughts unchecked, that you would just keep going. The question that hit me Mm. that night was, do I want to be a two in the hands of the media? Or do I first want to know who I am, and then use the media to advance the purposes for which it's beautiful, purpose. I'm here for?
0: That's beautiful. Yeah. So the moment that you got in that association, mm-hmm. did it in any way create some some uncomfortability while grinding with your passion mm-hmm. and being at a place where you're not so sure about your purpose? Mm-hmm. So did that create a bit of uncomfortability uh, working in, for QFM? Mm -hmm. as your passion, Mm -hmm. but then you're on this soul-searching journey. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, like, how is it balanced? How did you balance
1: that? I'm so glad you asked that question because I did something extreme. That's just how much this mattered to me. I quit my job. Wow. A few weeks from that conversation, I wrote a resignation letter. And for some reason, that coincided Going into my final year, so I had the part-time job while pursuing uh, my degree at Unza, and and I wrote and said I I need to leave for personal reasons. But the real reason I was leaving was the conversation I had with myself with Are nobody serious? in the studio at two o'clock in the morning. No, it was it was around twenty-three. I was playing a show from twenty-one to twenty. Uh, Uh, three, we had a show at that time. I was closing in for someone, I was alone. And three weeks later, I wrote a letter and I left to source search. The next year was more than uncomfortable. I didn't have an income, but I I was willing to put in the work to find out who I am. And I told myself, I am not going back to radio ever again to this date, I've had many opportunities to go back on air. I said, I will not be a tool in the hands of the media. I will finish the hard work of refining and defining who I am so that I can I can grab this media thing by the horns and drive it for the purposes. And as long as I'm not sure who I am, I'm not going back in studio. It was extreme. I haven't been back on air in quite a while, but I never felt more fulfilled and more clear each passing day that I took time off to find out why I want to do this now more than ever I have a new fire uh, to do with comms that I never would have had had an eye so I left I left great yeah.
0: I've heard a lot of conversations around the aspect of purpose mm-hmm. but getting this from you is just mind blown <laughs> you know I I want to look at it as almost a prescription for uh, how people feel love like because that's what describes you mm-hmm. you know and I want to know like what is that uh purpose question that you had to ask yourself that eventually landed you at the place where you had to resign your job mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying now is a perfect reflection of your passion you know I'm mm-hmm. saying it and was right yes yeah. so what was that purpose question that eventually gave you this boredness to write a resignation
1: later? It was the question three questions actually yeah maybe four, (laughs) who am I? Why am I here? What do I want? Mm. And where does God fit in in this whole plan? Who am I? Why am I here? What do I want? How does God fit in? And I felt like as long as I didn't know what that was, I was just a boat sailing on a raging sea, going wherever I wanted to go. And that hurt me that at that point I didn't know. But the comfort was, I'm so glad I'm doing this at 20 something. And it's a privilege that I I hit that part of my life and the conversation with myself because it could have been happening at that BBC studio 20 something years later or 10 years later or five years later and i would have still had to do you can never run from the hard work of refining and defining who you are if you ever want to be an effective person or live a fulfilled life and for me that was the moment so
0: yeah great yeah so what uh, what facilitated the, the the self-digging process where you you began searching inside yourself trying to uh see how you're going to use the media as a tool to complement your God-given purpose, mm-hmm. you know, like what did you expose yourself to mm-hmm. uh, in this so searching uh, journey, you mm-hmm. know, that eventually you, you're not planning to get back to media because mm-hmm. obviously you've done enough homework and whatnot. Yes. So what tools sort of helped you on this so
1: searching journey? First of all, the, the biggest issue there was For me, I feel like only one person, only one entity, only one person in the entire world can answer the purpose question for you more than you, and that's God. And at that time, and that's what facilitated it, that I realized that not only was there a disconnect between my, but if there was a disconnect between my purpose and my passion, it's because there was a disconnect between me and God. Because if I had gone with God just enough, he would have let me know what he put me here for. And as long as I avoided that and I realized these cracks in purpose and passion are coming from cracks in my relationship with God. I was not in a great place. I was out of touch with God. I was out of touch with who he made me to be. If I if I was indeed on the path that he wanted me to be, how come I wasn't confident about it? And it all led me back to seek my creator and the purpose for why he created me. So what did I expose myself to when I went back? I was lucky enough to have friends around me and my sister around me that were really connected to church. And at that time, I'll be honest, I was lost, not just in my purpose for work, but even even just as a person, my zest for life was was dwindling. And I could tell you sometimes we wrap up um, our desire to live with everyday activities and jobs and whatnot but i can tell you that without the connect between you and god and his purpose for you and if you don't know that it's a very sad life to live and that's the kind of life i was living it was it was really sad and i went back and and and, and i connected back to to church and with god and the following year was very helpful for me just spending time in the presence of god i had more time with God than anyone else. So now I'm not saying just there and then I had it all figured out. No, at some point I actually tried to go back to to work. You know, yeah. I'm so glad they didn't take me back. <laughs> yeah. I tried to go back when it got hard. I started to say this is foolish. Yeah. Let me just go back. But when when they closed their doors on me, I remember them saying, "Oh, we, we want you to bring this and this." And I went back and I said, "What are you doing? Yeah. No." We left for a reason. So sticking to this path for a reason until I find out. And do you know that it was that the the answers to many of these questions didn't even come in the first year of praying about it or the second year of praying about it? I left in 2014. Some of those answers only started coming in 2018.
0: For quite a journey.
1: In between, it was just getting back up and falling, getting back up, getting back to God and fall and getting back. That's all it was for almost four years
0: mm-hmm.
1: before I ever had a decent, this is what I want you to do. This is where I want you to go. And this is why it comes. None of that in the first four years. Nothing. Great. It was just God seeking on purpose. And at, at some point, that's what actually led me the whole Bible school journey. (laughs) That's where Bible school came in because I was in search of purpose. Mm. I I was in search of purpose. This is how I ended up going to Bible school. And I I had told God and someone talked to me about it. Do you think you want to go? I was like, I'm not sure. I just felt like I didn't make the cut for the politically correct Christians that go to Bible school. I really didn't, you know, it's like, there's lots of things in my life that are not right right now. I don't think I'm going to go into Bible school and learn the things of ministry. First, I need to. I had a lot of insecurities as well in my relationship with God. And I remember feeling like God spoke to me about, um, depend on my ability. I'm the one that called you and I'll commission you and I'll sustain you. Past all of that, I went to Bible school because I wanted to find out what my purpose is, simple. And I always say that I went for a selfish reason. I didn't go, I just went because I was genuinely lost about my purpose. And I said, God, I'm going to give you this two years and I'm going to stop everything in my life. I didn't stop going to work because it was part-time and and thank God for that. That allowed me to pay for the Bible school because I had a job but I had been stuck at that point of not knowing who I am. It was like a handicap for many years. And I said, I'm not going one step further without you or knowing what you want for my life. So these two years, I'm not, I'm not getting the job outside of town. I'm not, I'm not even changing my profession. I'm not going to pursue a masters. without even knowing why I'm pursuing it? No, you tell me why you put me here. I want to be as clear about my purpose as Paul was in all his letters. He always started with an, an introduction, grace and peace. This is from Paul, an apostle Jesus Christ, called as an apostle to the Gentiles. Paul could tell you in one sentence who he was who called him and what he was going to be doing for the rest of his life he didn't need 30 minutes he just needed one sentence i know who i am i'm paul i know who called me i know why he called me what he called me to do and this is how i've been doing it and he was flying in his purpose we can we have the half of the new testament yeah. today because of that guy Enough
0: evidence.
1: And if I was honest, I just thought God, I don't have that kind of clarity about my purpose. I want to be able to say, the only thing I could say at that point was I'm Miriam, Uh, but who am I and why am I here? The thing that I'm spending my energies on, who commissioned me to do that? And until I answered that, I said, I I can't go any further. Yeah.
0: And how does your discovery of purpose Mm -hmm. help define or shape your identity? Mm-hmm. Uh, could it be the reason why a lot of people are suffering from uh identity crisis mm-hmm. because there isn't there's there's a disconnect uh with their passion with their with their purpose mm-hmm. so how is it that then uh the discovery of purpose uh helps in shaping one's identity of course giving an example to poor uh as you mm-hmm. mentioned and whatnot so mm-hmm. how does discovery of purpose mm-hmm. help one shape their identity and obviously you could make a personal reference to that okay like to the journey of searching and purpose discovery
1: and identity I, I feel like uh defining who you are and finding out who you are cannot be independent of of purpose and finding out your purpose cannot be independent of god mm-hmm. these three things have to come together you God, purpose, identity, some somewhere in between. And, and it's not the same for everyone. Maybe there's someone out there who's coming to their, their purpose without any of these three elements. I would love to sit and have a chat. <laughs> but in my experience, when I started to ask the purpose questions, it's because I didn't know who I was. And the more and more I spend time with God, asking, listening, and saying, Lord, I know the gift is here, the comms is here, but I'm here and you're here. How does it all come together? Mm. And, and for me, what worked the, the God took a lot of time to work on my identity as his child. Like, like, like you, you said before, I feel like the biggest thing about me, the biggest thing that could ever be about me i would just be happy being a follower of jesus christ no matter what that translated in but god is so gracious that he bringing us into the earth he like wires you for a purpose he's the only one who could tell you who you really are and 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 i can pick this from a biblical reference of jeremiah this always blows my mind It, it does um um, he tells this this guy, this young guy, say, you know what? Before you were even formed, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Hmm. And I gave you before the foundations of the earth. That's crazy. It means before before there was even soil, God was saying, Shilengo, the believing dude, that's my guy. Yeah. Um, and, and, and this guy's just going to be born with this passion to to know that everything is possible. And he was thinking, he, that made me secure. In if God says, I am this person, that he, he means it. Because before he even laid a grain of sand in the word, he thought I, there's a Miriam that's going to come into purpose. Miriam, God, prophet to the nations. And, and this is why it's so important to get with God because Thank he was God. telling Jeremiah, look, mm-hmm. your, your mother was the container that brought you here but the idea of ed jeremiah with the passion that you have the wiring that you have i did that Mm. and i called you before before the world was even before the earth even existed that's crazy and that actually speaks to what's in ephesians chapter 2 where paul was saying look guys Before the foundations of the world, God had prepared great works for us to do. That's where purpose comes in. God is so gracious that he didn't just make you a certain way to desire what you desire and to think the way you think, but that he prepared works Mm -hmm. for you to do. And that's the identity comes from God then he helps you define the, but he gives you a purpose. And what speaks to purpose a lot is things that you can already see about who you are. Cause God didn't give you a certain inclination to think a certain way by accident. No, mm-hmm. the passions and desire that you right. grapple with on day to day, they're right. supposed to force you to a point right. where it all comes out of you. Everything that God put in you comes out of you. And, and for, for me, that was then I could never be secure in my purpose until um, I was also... The purpose speaks... They speak to each other. Sp- purpose speaks to identity, the identity. Mm-hmm. As long as you know who you are, you can trust the the the, the one who gave you the purpose and, and you can trust his plan. I don't see a way to separate those things. I'm not sure if that answers the question. Mm-hmm.
0: It does. It okay. does. So there's an aspect of discovery of identity mm-hmm. because of there's discovery of purpose and mm-hmm. that eventually lands you to live in, in your truth. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. Uh, so that... Clear definition of what you eat, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, like from your side, how has it been living in your truth? Because you've been on this soul searching journey and okay? mm-hmm. you've walked us through this soul searching journey. Mm-hmm. So, how how is it then? How, how has it been to live in your truth
1: eventually? It's not easy. I can tell you that it's not easy to live in your truth because your truth will confront your hypocrisy, it will ask you to stop apologizing for who you are. And that's not easy. Sometimes we want to go around living less than what God has has, has called us to be. I don't know who we think we're doing a favor, but there's always someone you think it's going to hurt to live in your truth, sometimes, for some reason. But your truth will confront that hypocrisy because it's asking you to be great. It's asking you to be you, to stop apologizing for loving the things that you love. You know, stop, just just stop apologizing. And that's 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 what living in my truth has done. Sometimes I don't even like this so searching because it's going to make me confront something. I and, and at three major points during this journey was the time in the studio, but the, the season of going to Bible school, and more recently in my professional life, living my truth. Last year, who who am I? Why am I here? Now that I know that God. Has indeed called me. And I found out throughout that journey that God filled my heart with such a compassion for for for, for people that are downtrodden. Cause I that's another conversation on another day. Because I know what it's like to to live under oppression or to have nothing or to go through a very difficult. I found that God filled my heart with such a a passion to help the helpless, to speak for the voiceless, that that's something I wanted to do with this Combs thing. So finally I'm getting a, a, a hand of this, but it wasn't happening in isolation. While this passion was growing and God was making clear the, the path that I am to go, it's in complete contradiction with where I am. <laughs> and now that I knew the, the answer of sorts, it, it, it was asking me for something I wasn't ready to do for a long time. The jump. Talk about it. And I, I wanted it to be a very nice time where, you know, okay, I'll probably leave when it's, it's safe. and But I always ask, how, how will I get into what I know? That this I feel like it's a season of transition. How will I get there? And last year, God said to confront me about why why are you where you are right now? Why are you not using everything in your power to get to where you're supposed to be now that you know? And I was scared. Like that. I was scared at the end because it requires a lot of, it's a tough decision to make. Living in your truth requires that you confront the thoughts that you deny that you're having. Am I really supposed to be here? Why do I feel like a fish in a forest? My skills are for this, why am I here? We all have those conversations. And last year, I finally, had, I, I succumbed gladly to defining who I am and stopped apologizing. I said, you know, I'm a comms person. I want to work in comms and I want to help. I want to help people. I, I I want to help to take messages of hope to, to people that are struggling. And And I redefined, I said, I'm a communications person. That's who I am. That's who I am. And if it's not a comms job, I'm not doing it. And so, if it's not comms work, I'm not pursuing it. So that was the inner confrontation that you had. Yes. And I went afterwards and I I changed my LinkedIn profile to information and communications professional. And and there's something magical about um there's this book, The Alchemist, where the author said there is something about when a man decides to pursue something that the whole universe, it looks like the whole universe starts conspiring to help him achieve it. The moment you decide who you are and what you want, contrary to popular opinion, the world isn't against you. The universe isn't against you and God isn't against you. The world makes way for men and women who know who they are. And and I had to get to that point where I self-define, I'm a comms person i'm not going back i'm going forward if it's not comes i'm not doing it and i changed that and right after that the year starts a month into it a friend of mine asked me to do some communications forecasting for her business and how they can help reach out to there and i already had a first client you know and um And just more recently, I actually got offered a role. That's the exact definition of what I had defined myself a few months ago. So I cannot tell you how rewarding it is to answer the why question. But living in your truth demands a little bit of of sacrifice. Yeah.
0: Great stuff. Mm -hmm. So how then does the end game answer the satisfaction question?
1: Does the end game satisfy the... This is something that, of course, started from that moment in the studio, living in my best day and then asking, am I satisfied when all is said and done? Will I have lived out my purpose and pleased God? Would would I have given the, the world everything I had to give them? Do I know what to do with the thing that God has given me? And I found out that... When you've answered that, when you've walked out the entire journey right now, the difference with the the last few years of my life is that right now I can tell you who I am, what I want, and what I don't mind spending the rest of my life doing. Wow, That's That's the big difference. And finally, the end game. My end game now looks like me you know doing doing newsletters that help people handing out packs of information empowering people with information to to make decisions if i even spent the rest of my life finding every means possible to empower humanity and 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 to get the gospel of jesus christ out there to every person that needs now i know what to do with calms i don't just want to help people i want to help them look. To Jesus, and that's what I'm about. God and comes finally came together, and this awesome. is what he made me for. I'm his mouthpiece. Yeah. And and I could yap all day. And that's what I want to say the rest of my life doing: yapping for God and helping people. And it's that simple. Awesome. But it took six years <laughs> of saying no to something because I wanted the white answer, and finally, yes, that. That answers the satisfaction question for me. Now it does. Beautiful. Now it does. Miriam,
0: I want you to finish these sentences. The world needs...
1: Hope. The world needs hope. The world needs love. The world needs compromise and understanding.
0: Great. I believe in...
1: I believe in love. I believe in God. Yes.
0: Love is...
1: Love is compromise. All right. Love is compromise. Love is a personality. And um, because love can be traced by a certain personality, of course, if I go biblical on that, uh, in, in, in the 1st Corinthians 13, right, right? It's not 2nd, right? It's 1st, okay? 1st Corinthians 13. The, those definitions of love make a personality and a personality speaks to a person. So I think God is love and love is a personality. Yeah.
0: Awesome. I want my legacy to be?
1: Um, a, a woman who shamelessly lived in her truth okay. that she loves God she loves people and she's a voice box for God. I just, I just, the, that's the only, for me, the end game is when I stand before God, my conscience is clear. That, that's what I want my legacy, to be someone who said yes to God. And to be honest, I don't really care what that looks like for anyone else because <laughs> <laughs> there's no point in living your life uh, knowing what everybody else would have thought or, Like my legacy, I want it to be defined by after I'm gone, does my life give out the fragrance of having healed and helped? And the only way that can happen is when I I keep my focus on Jesus. I just want to be like, oh, that person who loved the Lord and and just helped people. I want to help people know God.
0: Awesome. Okay. We appreciate it for this rich conversation.
1: Thank you. we was
0: glad having you on the, on the podcast. And thanks for creating time to just come and share your life with the listeners around the world. And okay. it's our prayer that God is going to constantly refresh you as uh-huh. he positioned you to be a voice uh, for a lot of people out there. Uh-huh. And uh, of course, in the common world as well. Uh-huh. So appreciate it for the time. And, Thank uh, you. and God bless you. Thank you. thank you for listening to this short episode with miriam and uh, make sure you share it with your friends and if you're not subscribed to the ability podcast subscribe to the ability podcast on Apple podcast vet the podcast and leave us a review thank you very much god bless you